Welcome back to the second episode of Coast to Coast Dynasty. I am Ruben Almada at SuperflexDJ on Twitter. And I am Justin Mercer at C2C Dynasty Merce. Hey, man, how are you doing? Uh, it's been a crazy week. Uh, I appreciate your flexibility and us uh, recording here on the weekend and not on our Thursday night. But I was uh, on a red-eye flight back from Vegas and driving from Central California to Vegas trying to make sure I didn't miss my flight. So it took some pressure off this week. Yeah, no problem. I think flexibility is going to be one of our things. We're going to try to be consistent, but be flexible at the same time, right? Um, so anything new for you in the fantasy slash dynasty world since the last time we... Yeah, so I, I mentioned my original league, and then going back to the uh, episode, it sounded like it was not in existence anymore, but it is still very active. We did our live draft last Saturday night, so we had oh, nice. uh, more than half the teams present, and we did our rookie draft. We generally just have to do it later because of scheduling, right? Everybody's right. Uh, busy, but we did that. That was awesome. We did it in Pittsburgh, uh, where I'm originally from. Um, I just uh, rented a two-bedroom hotel room, and that was going to be the backup plan, but they had an awesome fire pit, so we did our draft outside around the fire pit drank some beers, had some laughs, and uh, we're actually going to do it next year at Deep Creek, Maryland, uh, where we're going to rent a house. And it's we've, we did it for one of our buddies' bachelor parties. So we're going to rent a house for like a couple nights, and there's a par three golf course that you can go out on for free. So we're, oh, that's we're, cool. we've already scheduled it, Cinco de Mayo in 2023. So. Awesome. That's That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh I think in-person drafts are a lot of fun. I used to do redraft. We used to do that a lot and we had them at my house and stuff. So that was cool. But uh, they got to be more cumbersome than anything because half the time trying to get 10, 12 people to get the, with a schedule that worked for three or four hours is uh, difficult, especially with staying within in town. I think I think I'll have more success making a trip out of it than, than uh, you know, just doing it at home for, for, for se. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, that's why I want everybody. So I will I want to talk a little bit about this league because it's my uh, most, uh, it's my oldest league, but I, I trade the most in it. Last year, I think I did 42 trades. And this year, oh, wow. since the turn of January, I've already done 30. So oh, wow. it's, uh, you know, I, I keep that league pretty active um, for myself, but we want everybody to be at next year's draft because you know, me not knowing anything about Dynasty, how I tried to keep everybody engaged uh, was I had like the first five years was, uh, you know, just kind of winner, first, second, third payouts. But then the, the second five years of the league, were, we called Dynasty points years. And it's like a cumulative, uh, cumulative empire pot type thing where we've all been pitching in $25 a year for this second five-year pot. So it's going to be like a three grand pot that uh, the second five years will, uh, whoever has the most uh, points, which you are awarded points for like first place, second place, third place, most points um, and, you know, a number of other things. So kind of oh, that sounds keeps, cool. keeps people engaged, but uh, you know, now it's uh, fig- the next part of my job is going to be figuring out uh, the continuation after that right <laughs> so how do we i think it's going to probably end up being a re-roll and kind of redraft 
uh, type that doesn't of thing. sound bad. Maybe you can change some settings, make it a super yeah. tax, get rid of the kickers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but and in the other, up to the, I know I, I will bring it back up to the and at that point. So I did start, we're drafting in July. Um, we are doing a part due of STS. So my, my home oh, league nice. is stairway to seven. So we call it STS and we're doing a part two, which has seven of the original owners from the original league, but it's a super flex tight end premium, you know, like a more standard dynasty league. So we're going to uh, kick that off with a, you know, a slow email draft. Um, but 2023 first will be included in the draft. Ooh, so that's a big, the, like, so it'll be uh, the, like, the like slot. 101? Yeah, 101, oh. 101, 102, and then it's a third-round reversal. So oh, that kind of wow. gives some strategy into the derby-style draft That'll be selection. interesting to, to, to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, you know, we did four had the slots. Yep, that and was – and, and That was interesting. In, and then in Hot Sauce, we did where you could take – other people's firsts so that was interesting too but 2023 first slots that i'm going to be really interested where that 101 goes yeah i i mean i, mean, I am too like i go i where do I you would, think that goes i you know if i were venturing to guess i would say it goes mid second round like i think mid it'll second round yeah i mean you're it, you end up if you're that if you are that um 12 person with yeah, the 2023 20, in there, you can get three. I mean, I, I like being towards the end in a three round reversal personally because you get yeah. three players in the top 36, 37 players. So, which yeah. is pretty, no, and that's good. that's uh, so you're gonna have to weigh the do you want Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, you know, uh, Justin Herbert versus like you know, getting the 112, 201, and 301, which uh, you know, is kind of big so. I, uh, yeah. I'm ex- I'm excited for that draft, and obviously we'll be talking about it on here. But that's not for sure. Not till for the sure. end of, end of July. But uh, that leads us right into you know our startup strategy and how we uh, you know formulate our teams. And you know, is it uh, your your top two QBs, or is it uh, kind of going with uh, value, or loading up on running backs? Um, I think you and I know where each other stand, but why don't we talk about it for? some of the listeners who haven't been in a startup with us. Yeah, I'm big and I've gotten big into the two top QBs over the last few years in my, in most of my startups, uh, unless you end up, I've ended up at the back end of the round, then it's become a little bit harder. Um, but then just, but most of my leagues that I'm in, that I joined today are going to be, have some sort of tight end premium either it's going to be 1.75 or more 1.5 yeah i'll do that but i i like i really like two ppr yeah um for the tight ends and then even i'll maybe let's see if we can do get two tight ends kind of in there and really really make it make you think um so i have i think in a most of all my startups over the last year or so i have traded away my second and third or third and fourth to get us get another um another first round pick and try to get two two quarterbacks two of the top eight qbs you know 
So, and I feel like, that because if you look at kind of an ADP or rankings or however you want to look at, I think there's a pretty flat, it's pretty flat in there between the second to the fifth, sixth round kind of deal. So I don't have a problem giving away my second and my third for a first and a 10th or a first and an 11th. I, I, I think, you know, that's one of the things that's kind of been ingrained in me from the the two Patreon chats that we're in from um, uh, HQ and, D- and, and DNC that um, never give away more startup picks than you're getting. Always get, get this, don't lose the amount of startup picks. Yeah. And so, so yeah, you know, if I have to give away my second and my third, I want a first and a 10th or first and 11th. I did get uh, earlier this year, I was able to do a, I think a third and a fourth for a first and a sixth or something like that. So that oh, was pretty, that yeah, was pretty gold. nice. <laughs> that was gold. And then I, 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 didn't, I think that was my one venture into sleeper. Uh, for me, I'm, I play almost I'm, I, everything but one league on, on MFL. And uh, that was a sleeper league. Um, and I did that. And then I think I ended up with three more, three additional 2023 firsts in that league by just moving around and stuff like that. It was an experiment. For, for me with that league. But yeah, that's how I kind of do it. And then the rest is kind of just find the value, you know, maybe I don't really, I used to be big, big on the running backs, right? Like used to be, let's get these big running backs in a startup. And now I'm kind of leaning towards doing the running backs through the rookie draft. Yeah. And I'll just get wide receivers kind of not, I wouldn't say zero RB, but it's like, uh, and not quite hero RB either somewhere in the middle kind of deal. And, um, and then just get up wide receivers and tight ends and that kind of stuff. And, and then get my, get my running backs through the, through the rookie draft. That's how I like to approach it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, some of our principles are aligned very well. And I would say, you know, your draft slot, like you mentioned, certainly dictates which direction you're going to go. Um, you know, I've been fortunate in the last two startups that I did in both for your leagues, I drew the one one right? So I uh, obviously in those leagues, I'm, you know, I didn't trade back up uh, into the, cause it was harder to right? nobody that two twelve three Oh one isn't as, as attractive to someone to drop down from, you know, the 106, 107 spot. So, um, yeah, you probably I, have to give up an additional uh, 20, 23 first almost. Right. To do that. Right. And no, and, nobody, uh, we don't want to do that. Exactly. And, um, you know, and, uh, so I, I mean, in those particular situations, you know, I'm not quite, I wouldn't say I'm quite a portfolio player as we'll talk about some of our most owned guys. Um, but I do like to mix up, you know, my team builds a bit. So, right. I, I did Pat Mahomes with one 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 and I did Josh Allen with my second. Um, so I, but I, I didn't have any Pat Mahomes teams, which is why I, I, you know, I did it that way in the mid season draft. And then, uh, you know, once we did the hyperflex draft, I did, uh, Josh Allen just cause he's, uh, he is one of my most owned players and I will take him and any part of the bills offense and, any type of uh scenario so i'm um you know i'm high on that you always call me a 
a fake Steelers fan because I, I have so much beer, Bills gear, and I just I'm all about drafting those Bills players. <laughs> I mean, I think I think we all are. We want every piece of a of an exciting offense we can get, right? And that yeah. that's that that and that's the the. I've always kind of liked it, had a little soft spot for the Bills going all the way back to the 90s when they were in those four Super Bowls against the hate my hated I hated the Cowboys and I still hate the Cowboys that's one team that I could never I don't care who they play I want them to lose as much as possible yeah and um so that that that, so the Bills were going against them I was rooting for them in those four Super you know when they were in those four Super Bowls too and there was just always I really enjoyed Thurman Thomas and those guys but I digress kind of get get us back on track here um yeah so i think you're right i think i think the whole where you end up draft spot plays a huge role into this so if you can end up in like i say if you end up anywhere from like 104 to 108 you can probably get yourself another first round pick because you can obviously you're not gonna you know you can use your second and third from those to get up into that one eight one nine spot because you'll see i think we've seen in most of the drafts startups recently you're gonna at least see one two wide receivers go maybe jt as well and, and depending pits. on the tight end depending on the tight end yeah. premium p- pits yeah. there's fo- possibly four that might not now if you're in a in a in a league with a bunch of people from the the patrons we're in you're probably not going to get yeah. – that's probably not going to happen. But um, it's, you know, it, it is uh, – it's possible, you, you know, you can do those. And I really like doing that. It, it, I just don't want – the biggest thing is that I don't want to do is I don't want to give up future capital to do it. Yeah. Yeah, because, no, and that's yeah. that's the balance you have to do. And, um, you know, I mean, it – like just talking about some other drafts i was in a 14 team league ddl4 i you know i drew the 13th slot right like uh, you know so i i just kind of i saw quarterback after quarterback after quarterback go i think uh um you know in that particular league i think 12 no 11 quarterbacks went in front of me (laughs) um and then uh, mccaffrey went and you know i kind of did because it's a heavy point per carry. So I did the heavy running back build in that league. And, you know, I had put myself in a bit of a hole now going into this year with quarterbacks and I had to trade future capital to get myself uh Jameis Winston. So, cause I think he'll have a good year this year, but I, I mostly go with value um, where I think uh, players, you know, are falling to me um, that should have probably been selected sooner. But generally speaking, I like to have those, two two quarterbacks locked in first um just makes life a lot less stressful in in those leagues i I agree so you you know we both said that we go with value where do you look at to see if it is quote unquote value or not are you using some rankings are you using adp what are you using to to dignify or specify what is value Yeah, no, I think that's a great question because ahead of every startup, I actually go through and I look at a couple different ranking sites and I'll blend those together. And then I also look at 
uh, dynasty trade calculator values with the ranking. They have a rankings version and it just takes their, and then that basically gives you another ranking. And then I kind of, I keep those separate, the rankings list plus the value list. And I just play the market and I, I certainly don't use it as gospel, but it gives me a good indication of like, all right, you know, this guy is valued high in the marketplace because DTC is built through like real life trades that they've seen. And I think they are very good at, I mean, it changes almost daily during the season, right? So they, uh, they're very good at capturing instant market moves. So I look at both of those and then that's how I kind of develop, but I also have my build in mind, right? So you've got to kind of weigh out, all right, what's the most value? And if something falls, you grab it. Otherwise, you just kind of look at your strategy of like, hey, I want two solid quarterbacks, a top tight end if I can get it. That's like ideal. And then, you know, fill out starts, you know, threshold wide receivers that, you know, have a chance to be wide receiver ones. I think even age, you know, even if they're older, I mean, I think I still like to go after the Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, um, you know, Adams to a certain degree, but uh, being that I am such a uh, Josh Allen owner, I always try and get Diggs paired up with uh, Josh Allen. So yeah, I mean, but that's that's what I use. What about yourself? Do you do any like pre startup prep? Uh, you know, I used to do a lot more when I was just in a couple of leagues. Now that I'm in way too many that I need than I need to be, I, I feel. I might be completely wrong on this, but I feel like like I usually have a pretty good pulse on where the player's value is. So I don't do a lot of like startup prep other than um, uh, like what I one thing is that I do like about NFL. If you hit the on the on the main page, if you hit player stats, it'll show you what those players will have scored with the the settings the previous years. So I'll look yes. at points per game, what they did the previous year, and that kind of stuff, and see what those settings. If it's a league with settings that um, settings that I've been playing with before, um, I probably have a scoring matrix, the scoring matrix that Scott Connor talks about yep. a lot. Um, I probably have one built already. If not, I'll build a scoring matrix for that league and see where kind of things fall. And then I'm just gonna go. I, I, I kind of you know I'm gonna go kind of gut feel, and I'm going to take. Uh, I want to try to get the two quarterbacks, possibly a tight end if I can. Or it's really hard once you trade those second, third, and fourth to get what, or second, third, and fourths to get a top end tight end. So I'll kind of just punt the tight end ish or get lower value tight ends that I think will be, you know, the Dalton Schultz and Goddard's and Docs and Knox. I can never get him because somebody else is always getting him. <laughs> um, but um, that kind of deal. And then I'm just going to go for why. And then when it's a threshold of wide receivers, I have a pretty usually good idea where the wide receivers fall. And I'm going to go in that group. I'm going to go for guys I like. That, or I want to say I like that I feel good about, right? Yeah. Because because I, that's one thing. I, I The way I play, the way I play Dynasty, there is not a single player on any of my rosters that is not for sale. They're all for sale at all the time. It's just going to be, it's all going to be how much you want to pay. And like, I will sell every single Pat Mahomes I have. I, I don't, do not care, but it's going to cost you. And that, that, that's kind of how I play. I don't have any emotional attachment to any players 
on my rosters. And I think like, so. I think that's one area where you and I differ, and that kind of leads into what we were going to talk about next with, you know, looking at our roster ship across leagues. Um, but one comment I will make: we both are MFL platform guys. The other cheat code in a you know in a startup draft is if you use the mfl platinum app they actually have in the draft room the average points from the year before um yes and i've i've used that uh a lot you know in drafts i'll just hit average points see what people did yep. uh, the previous year and that's like a handy tool right in during draft yeah so yeah i use that too um when i'm when i'm if i have to draft for my phone or something like that but a lot of time sitting in front of the computer, it's right there, kind of deal. So it works. Yeah. Kind of just now, kind of poke, poke in my where I'm gonna be where I'm gonna be headed in the next couple picks or whatever. I, I do want to plug uh, dynastyplanet.com. Oh, um, yes. They have uh, some great tools on there, and one of them is Rostership. Um, so you can go and enter in your MFL login, and it will pull up all your leagues. Now, for those of you in uh, uh, fantasy cares eliminators make sure you uncheck those boxes because uh, you don't want those thrown off your uh, yes. roster ship percentages but then uh, it'll, it'll pull up for sleeper report. too and, and a couple yes. other ones too i don't i don't use those I, like i said i only have one sleeper league so i don't use it for that but but yeah it does it i love that site that site is always open on my uh tabs on my uh like uh at home on my computer yes um but yeah that thing is and I that not just the roster ship, but it also has the uh, which one I also really like is a player status check. Yeah. Which um, for those of you that might not know about that one, you can plug a player's a name, type player's name in, and he'll tell you if he's owned or not owned in your leagues, and it'll show you what leagues he's owned and not owned. So that's kind of that's a handy tool too. But yeah, uh, yeah. So so kind of on that roster ship, you know, we there. What? Who are your top four or five players owned that you've got right now yeah so um i would say that this is where like i i let my heart sometimes lead uh my roster ship percentages and and di divert a little away from uh, a portfolio player because my most owned player um, i'll list the five but then i'll go through the percentages it's saquon barkley chase claypool calvin austin the third josh allen and charlie kohler um obviously some big names there but it's players that i really feel strongly about and like saquon i've always had uh a rooting interest for him um i live in allentown pennsylvania now he's from this area he's a good person in the community he's never had off-field stuff so i uh i really like him and i have i have 43 percent roster ship of saquon barkley oh man um and uh the other four are all at 36 percent so um but but yeah i mean like for me i i'm a believer in saquon and he gets a lot of uh you know bad reputation for injury prone and um last year especially because i mean he started rolling um and i think he had like a 21 point week and then a 29 point week ahead of like getting rolled up you know when he stepped back on the guy's foot against the cowboys um and then he just they by the time he came back from that injury, they were out of it, right? They weren't they weren't going to lean on you know him. They just kind of he played, but he didn't score a lot, so that lowered his points per game significantly. So everyone's like, you know, Christian McCaffrey's fine, but Saquon's injury prone, right? But it's just when you know 
Christian McCaffrey played, his points were always high. Whereas Saquon yeah. got hurt early in that Cowboys game, and I think he scored point, you know, less than a point in that game. And then, you know, the Giants were terrible last year. So even when he came back from injury, he, you know, they they didn't score a lot of points, a lot of touchdowns. So, but he's only twenty five. So, he's only twenty. So what are you gonna do with him? Forty three percent. I mean, that's you can't yeah. sell him right now because there's nothing. There's no value are you yep. gonna go get more or are you just gonna hold out and wait or package yep. him to try to so i've been you know where people are down like i've i've acquired a couple shares you know this off season but i think for now it's like you kind of hold and once it if you know if we see the value spike like i think we're going to that's when i can you know sell a couple shares maybe on teams that I'm not uh so competitive in or you know want to get into that 23 class you know if I can get uh somehow a 23 first and a throw in running back I mean that's a, a deal I yeah. think any one of us would would try and make um you know de- depending on um you know our scoring and and where you're at in the league but yeah I mean I think he's in a he's in a he's motivated right he's had a couple of injury years he wants to prove himself he's working hard they've got the day ball offense now he's in a contract year and i think he's going to catch a ton of passes i mean i think we're going to see back to his rookie year when he caught i think he caught nearly 80 balls his rookie year so i don't know how much i have of him but i know i have a couple so hopefully that that's right Uh, i've never been i never he was always too high for me to get right you know i didn't you know one of those running backs that that I didn't ever wanted to draft in the first round. So I was drafting quarterback. Yeah. So never really got much of him. I honestly drafted him, I think one or two startups, but all of them I acquired after his ACL tear. Like I went on a buying buying spree, right? And it was the dra- time to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I bought a I bought a you know several then um and then his I was like, oh his value's never gonna be lower. And it actually was lower this year. That's why I bought a couple more. Um so yeah, I mean, I think I think he's set up to smash in twenty two, and I, I hope so. I, I put my money where my mouth is. A couple of my home league uh, guys, shout out to Paul and Troller. We've got fifty dollar bets on that he's going to be a top twelve uh, running back in our home league scoring. So okay, I, I'm gonna total points or points per game. Total points. Because their whole thing was he's injury prone, right? So I'm like, oh, he's going to be top 12 scorer, right? I, not points per game. That's where he's going to end up. And you know, he's got to stay healthy to do that. But I think he will. So so you had Calvin Austin and Chase Claypool there. Kind of, you know, people have said, is, is, Alvin, is Austin the replacement for Claypool? Or is Austin the replacement for Deontay? And you know, there's your your Pittsburgh there. So what's yeah, the, both of the, how high do you have the, both of those guys? Yeah, so both of those I have thirty six percent. And Austin was just super cheap this year, right? right. He yeah, he, he was. was either not drafted and you pick him up off waivers, or you know you get him in the fourth or fifth round. So that's where right. I picked up uh, all of my shares. And you know I did bid. A significant amount in a couple leagues to to pick him up off waivers, but I think he is going to be, you know, the Ray Ray McLeod Juju replacement in the slot, right? Um, longer term, I think what you were going to see this year is we're going to see Claypool play a more hybrid role. He'll get a lot more slot snaps as like a big slot wide receiver, but he can also obviously play outside and 
he actually has a couple quarterbacks that can throw it more than 30 yards down the field. So <laughs> I, I think Claypool's bound for a huge bounce back year. Um, really? And I've said it on I've said it on uh, the Hot Sauce podcast. His stats from his rookie year to his second year were almost identical. The only difference was the touchdowns, right? He had like, uh, I think he had 11 touchdowns um, his rookie year, and he only had two last year. So that'll probably be more in the middle. And I think he's going to catch a lot more passes. And, you know, I think he he hasn't surpassed a thousand yards. He's been, you know, over 800 both years, but I think he's going to be a thousand yard receiver catching, you know, 70 to 80 balls. So. I have Hopefully a couple of shares of Claypool, and I, yeah, I tried to I tried to sell him last this week. I just spammed the one league that I had him for, like Claypool in a third for Tyler Boyd in a second, and Claypool in a third for I forget who it was. A bunch of different guys, all of them rejected. Yeah, and no I, cameras. I think that that everyone is down on him because I mean, if you watch the draft, he was the Steeler that announced the George Pickens pick and they're like oh everybody he he had to pick his replacement well I like you you mentioned it Deontay's in his last year I think Pickens is replacing Deontay in that offense and it's going to be Pickens and Claypool and then Austin Calvin Austin in the slot um and that's what the Steelers will do they they have since Kevin Colbert who is now retired was GM they signed two wide receivers to second contracts. Now that's not counting Juju's one year deal last year, right? That was just mm-hmm. kind of a super discount, but they they signed Heinz Ward and Antonio Brown. Those were the only two wide receivers the Steelers have, you know, signed to a second second contract in 21 years. So, yeah, I mean, the only other options would have been like Antoine Rondell. Yeah, um, you had Plaxico, Santonio Holmes, um so those were probably Octavius two. Bryant, but he but he got he yeah, was yeah he was in trouble and so um, yeah and then but Manny Sanders you know he was there mm-hmm. they drafted him in the third and um, Antonio Brown in the sixth in the same draft so like then they they gave and then Mike Wallace was there at the same time they were trying to they actually were trying to sign Mike Wallace. And he kept refusing the deals. And the joke in Pittsburgh was, you know, Mike Wallace wouldn't take the money. So Antonio took Mike Wallace's money and they signed, they signed Antonio, which was a better move, but a uh, little known fact. So maybe they, the thing is to go buy some more Claypool for those of us that don't have any, if we can yeah. get them on the cheap. I well, might have to look at that. I, I don't know. I don't know how much I have of him, but I, I, I can't I, afford to buy anymore. Cause I'm all, I'm pot committed at this point, but it, for the right price, like those deals you were sending, I would have done those in a heartbeat. Like, you know, especially like a Tyler Boyd in a second, you know, I, I mean, I paid and, you know, this looks bad now, but I mean, I, I, I still am behind the deal. I traded uh, a one for one swap with Shane and HQ five towards the end of the season, Claypool for Bateman right now Bateman's all the rage, right. With Hollywood being traded out. But I, I still think, Claypool has that alpha, you know, opportunity. Um, so, and then okay, the, so, the last two, just quickly. Yeah. Josh Allen, we all know the story there. We don't have to get mm-hmm. into him. And Charlie Kohler, for those of you, he might be hanging out on waivers. Go pick him up. The guy was a Raz score 
darling in you know our uh, group me chats but he's uh he's on the ravens and you know he could have some opportunity in two tight end sets so yeah i've got a few of him too tight ends like those are you know kind of there so my like i don't have like my top five does not have a single probably top 150 player like of a roster players, maybe even top 200 players. But they could be interesting like, players. So who are they? they? May, maybe. So my number one, number the top three, they're all that have the same roster ship, is Charlie Warner, Craig Reynolds, and Foster Moreau. So two okay. tight ends and a, and, a, and, a, and a running back. Both of them are, all three of them are at 32%. Um, so I, you know, being, you know, I got Charlie Warner because. I started grabbing him throughout the year last year, uh, not because I'm a Niners fan, but because of Kittle. If Kittle gets hurt, I think that he would be the next guy. I never thought they were going to bring Ross Dwelly back uh, this year. They did on a one-year contract. He still It's a very cheap contract. He still could get cut. They did because last year, towards the end of the year, Warner was getting more playing time than, than Dwelly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and they really liked Warner. So I've got him there, kind of. And I think every league that I own him in is a, some sort of a tight end premium league. Um, you know, one point five, two tight end, two PPR, that kind of deal. Uh, Craig Reynolds is a guy that I picked up like crazy last year, like when we we're not, like when the Lions were just losing running backs left and right. He was one I was. I just started like I think he was on Taxi Squad, and I started grabbing. So I grabbed, and I've kept him because he's still on their roster. You know, he probably doesn't do anything this year. If he doesn't make the roster, I get to free up a bunch of roster spots. Whatever. Yeah, he went to Kutztown University, which is uh, like twenty minutes from my house and right by the golf course I play a lot. Uh, ah, that's so cool. It's, it's also where Mike Clay from ESPN went to school. So ah, connections there. So then the next one would be Foster Moreau. Kind of the same thing. I mean, I think he's a, he's a if I remember right, he's a Raz darling as well. Um, and behind uh, Darren Waller, when he's gotten the opportunities, the few times that Waller's been out, he's played exceptionally well and been an easy put plug in there. Again, another guy that I only play, I only I think I only have in tight end premium. He might be in one non-tight end premium league. But then Andy Dalton, I grabbed a lot of him last year. Um, just and they've just held on to him because nobody's going to give you anything for him. Um, so I've just held on to him. You know, he had an opportunity last year, tried to sell for thirds and stuff like that, didn't happen. He's in New Orleans now. If Winston kind of falls flat on the place, they've made it very clear that it, um, Taysom Hill is now a tight end and not a quarterback. So, you know, there maybe I can move him for. And a couple thirds or something. They're like po- that. they're pot committed for this year. They want to win, right? I yeah. mean, all their uh, actions this off season have shown that uh, they're they're not uh, thrown in the towel for this year. They want to win, and so if uh, if Winston for whatever reason doesn't do what uh, I think most of us think he will, because he was a lot a uh, lot more efficient last year and he played really well in those first uh, few weeks, I I think they could make a switch and give Dalton a few starts um, just to either give uh, Winston a wake up call or, you know, just see if changing it up does anything. So he could get something out of those shares still. Yeah. If not, 
cut him. Be done with it. Just be good. And the last one is Jacoby Brissett. Brissett and Dalton are both at 28%. Brissett, I, I grabbed some of him last year when he was backing up Tua because, you know, everybody's like, oh, Tua's this, Tua that. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just grab the back up there or whatever, you know, because the way they had played with Fitzpatrick the year before and um, flipping them back and forth. So I said, okay, I just get Brissett. And then I grabbed – there was still a couple of leagues this year once he went to Cleveland, that he was available. I grabbed him as soon as I could because he can, he went there after the Watson deal, obviously. So can I can I get a backup in case Watson is suspended for the year that I can either plug in a week or here or two there? I don't really want to ever play Brissett if I'm playing Brissett. Eh. Um, you know, I was listening to the HQ's Patreon pod the, earlier today, and that was Shane was kind of talking about the same thing. I don't ever want to play Brissett. I'd rather play a wide receiver in that in that uh, super flex role or a running back or something. Uh, but maybe I can sh- flip him for a third or something like that, or if I have to play him because I do have a lot of. I mean, Watson's a couple people below this this guy, Brissett. Uh, you know, I think I've got you know twenty five percent. Um, Watson ownership. So I'm hoping for not a full year suspension, but uh, if he does, at least I think in most of the leagues that I've got him, I can take that, that hit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's good security to have. I would bet that you probably have some uh, matchup there in your Watson percent leagues, which will help. But also if you don't, then you can always swap shares, right? Sell them in, one and get them in the other that you might need them or, um, you know, could use them, especially if, uh, you know, he's going to start the season out. So good opportunity to move them if you want to get some value and, um, you know, go from there. But I did want to talk a little bit about trades, uh, you know, that uh, we've, we've done, um, you know, I looked at, I went back and looked at some of my favorite active leagues and, uh, you know, looked at some of the trades I did around the rookie draft this year and kind of wanted to bring up a couple of my favorites, but uh, did want to talk since we're on the Watson thing about an offer I had sent you in Shark Tank Devi. So this is a league that I just picked up an orphan um, earlier this soft season. Um, it, it is a uh, limited Devi. Uh, I think we, we, it, we upped it. I didn't know we upped it, right? Cause I joined the league and, uh, it was previously twenty four Debbie, and then it, it no, developed. it was, it was um, oh five forty forty eight total Debbie, but no more than five. five it was per, no more than per team, but we got rid of the five per team limit yeah. last year. For, yep. la, we, we voted on it last year to take effect this year. That's something that you know, big things like that. I like to do as a commissioner. Voted on this right. year to affect the following year. Smaller things, you know. I, I'll vote, and they can take effect this that same year. But let people kind of get it, get it, and go there. Yeah, you sent me a trade in that league, and so I'll kind of set up with that league. You know, you know, like, like Justin said, it's a um, short devi. So usually, you know, there's a, you know, about I think if I go look, there's a lot of players from the 23 draft already taken um, because of it. it's the 23 class. But going into this rookie draft, there was a 24 devi spots available. Uh, but it is a 12-team super flex um, start. I think it's 11, maybe 12. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm checking real quick. It's start 11, but it's start uh, one running back, two wide receivers, one tight end. And, yep, then, and it's a 2.0 um, 
tight two you know, point per, per tight end, yeah. and it's also 0.25 point per carry. Yep. So you sent me a trade. I've looked it over. I think I've made a decision, but I was going to wait till we were here. Um, trade. It was Deshaun Watson and Braylon Allen from running back from Wisconsin for my Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry and I think was that it? Carr. No, and Derek Carr. So I thought about this, and I think I'm going to end up rejecting this. And the re- and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to reject this. Yeah, I have, my quarterbacks are are Carr and Cousins, so nothing like super high level. I do have uh, Bryce Young on my 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 bench for next or my taxi squad for next and you, year. You picked up the uh, quarterback from Florida too, right? In this Anthony Richardson, from, yeah, yes. Anthony, and he'll be a 23 class. QB. So I have those two. I think in this in this format, um, I can't give up that much for a, a questionable with with Watson without getting some security, and I don't think giving getting Braylon Allen is enough security because giving up Derrick Henry, who I think will still have a great year, um, and he is a monster in this format, and. Uh, and Chubb's also a monster in this format too, right? So I feel pretty – maybe I'm wrong, but I feel pretty safe even though my two quarterbacks aren't something to write home about with Carr and Cousins. Um, but those two running backs to me, I just I, – I would be – I would essentially have to be punting giving up Carr plus those two running backs in my, my, my eyes. And yeah. I'm not quite ready for that. Right. No, you and only I knew... need to start what you only the big thing there is you want to start as many running backs as you want as you can because you only need to start two wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, two... and you had your 23 first. I was like, uh, you know, you, you did pretty well last year. And my team, I mean, my team, the guy who had it tanked fully. So I had a lot of picks in this year's draft. And I have Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson and uh, Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. And I have like all, you know, I had a lot of the good wide receivers from last year's or from two years ago. So I had Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle from last year. I have, uh, you know, a good, you have a good good team. You picked up a really good team. They had a lot of draft picks too. Outside of running back, right? I had I had the quarterback set. I didn't have any tight ends. I traded for my man, Dawson Knox. And uh, so, I yeah, I was like, oh, I, I wasn't planning, especially with all of my picks. I mean, I picked a lot of Debbie in this draft, right? So I wasn't planning to compete until 24, right? And that's only because I have no running backs to speak of. Um, I did get Cook, James Cook, this year. And I, I picked up uh, Braylon Allen from – Wisconsin, who's a pretty highly touted uh, running back in Debbie and then uh, Donovan Edwards from Michigan. So those two are like, I'm like, all right, well, I have some hope for the future, but nothing on the roster. I have like, I mean, I think my best running back is Samaje P. Ryan outside of James Cook uh, that's in an, in the NFL today. So Yeah, it's not looking so hot. But you so also picked up C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And, and you know, you've got a good team for going next year. And you never know in season, maybe you can flip one of these guys. And you've well, got a lot of, you got a lot of um, injury away running backs, right? 
Yeah, so and that's that's what I did. I, I went through waivers and I just added everybody that I could that was on a roster um, in the league. I mean, and, this this team should crush in the next couple of years. You got Jackson Smith and Jogba and Quentin John. I mean, John, come on, dude. You're, this yeah. team is ridiculous. You took over a ridiculously stacked with team picks. Stacked with, with picks st- too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, guy, I did I didn't look who it was. But God, it was Superman. Superman Mo, right? He oh dropped, yeah. He, I mean, he, he did it everything. right. He did it right, and then he just dropped out of Dynasty. I think. Uh, yeah, so, he left I mean, all his leagues. He was in five of my leagues, and he left all. Yeah, of them. yeah. So, so um, that, I mean, I think speed that kind of unless you had more trades that you wanted to talk about, I think. Uh, Dropping leagues leads us right into our coast to coast roast. It kind of leads us into our coast to coast roast, and we we missed something a little earlier today. Earlier, what that kind of codes in with this is, uh, I got my SFB invite yesterday. Yes. I believe it was. So super excited for that. Congrats! I also, I looked, and there is a live draft in San Francisco, which is two hours for me, but I can't go. Uh, what what's the, the date? It's the 9th and 10th of July, which is going to be my daughter's already has something, and then the other day is probably going to be my daughter's birthday party because her birthday's yeah. running around there. So it's like, ugh. <laughs> yes, that would have been uh, fun. That would have been. It would have. I had. Sure. A, I already had one of the other guys that's in uh, both of the patrons with us, Jim Jim Dickey, who's in a couple several leagues with me. He's little, here. Another guy that lives close to me. He had t- said he asked me if I was going to go. To the live one, I said I can't. He's like, oh, if you were gonna go, I was gonna try to hitch a ride just to go and watch. And, yeah, uh, Jim and I, yeah. Jim and I just joined a co co owned team. Like we're gonna do a startup draft together here in the next couple of weeks. We're oh cool. Just as of yesterday, we are the Dukes of Hazard in an '80s heroes uh, based league. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I'm done with leagues, startup leagues for this year. I say this, but. I'll probably get an itch to and end up doing a draft. The good thing is I still have one rookie draft left to go. I have a second half of a rookie draft left that's, I think, like during preseason, and then SFB. So hopefully that'll kind of curb my itch. But SFB kind of takes us into our coast-to-coast roast, like you said. Because SFB is a great charity, big, huge tournament that has raised a bunch of money for fantasy cares, and there'll be the SFB Potathon that'll be on the, that same weekend that it starts. And but our biggest coast to coast roast, and this might be a the biggest one we will ever have, because this one is just ridiculous. Like before the SFB. Uh, John Bosch starts a bunch of FCE eliminators. So if you've ever played an eliminator, you know what? If you haven't played an eliminator, you draft a team. It's best ball. If your team's lowest scoring point at the end of the season, at the end of the week, the team's gone. And a bunch of like content creators were hosting um, leagues for it. And so they're like they're eighteen team leagues, I believe, versus seventeen. I, it's, I think there there are eighteen teams now that it's seventeen weeks, right? Right. Yeah, I so. think that's how it goes. And to get in, you have to most you have to donate to get in. It's not you don't. There's no you don't. There's no winnings. It's just you donate and you have a great time with with those people. You know the HQ guys do um, 
the hot sauce guys have a couple. I think Larry and, and Justin had three leagues again this year. They had three last year. I did one. I didn't do any this year because they they just I don't mind the donating part at all. I, I'll donate. I have no problem with that. It just they weren't fun for me. They just weren't. I didn't really I didn't really care for for it for it. So I didn't do any this year. It doesn't mean I won't next year. Maybe we'll have our own next year. Yeah, we could could have our we, own potentially. We could could, but um, we'll see. But one person apparently signed up for 14 FCE eliminators. And then during the draft of these things, this person quit them all. So don't be this person. Don't sign up for charity leagues, start the draft, and then quit and say you've taken on too much. You can't handle it. Yeah. That's not cool. You're it, going to be called out, and terrible. we're calling you out right now. Yeah, no, that uh, totally unacceptable. And they did it like at an inopportune time. And Bosch was already, you know, going crazy getting them all started, right? Um, yeah, you know, and uh, it, that this person dropped it in. I was in one of these uh, eliminators that uh, this person quit from, and I'm like, what? Like, what is going on? And then, then. Uh, I think it was Bosch that commented, yeah, they just quit 14 of these all at once. And I'm like, that's insane. Like, Because it, it, uh, it doesn't – like, it's a, just get through the draft and you have to do nothing for the rest I of know. the year. You can literally delete your name from them if you I want. Un- I, yeah. there's not, nothing I, to do. I unlink them, right? I mean, it's yeah, like you, just you, it's them. just a fun way to draft. And then, you know, obviously uh, Larry and Justin do their uh, flush each week, which is cool to listen yeah, to. Yeah, it was, of their it was pod. fun, right? Yep. And um, it's 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 good stuff, and it's fun, and you get chat with people during the draft and that kind of stuff. And then I, I, I think I did two last year, and as soon as I was um, – I think either I eliminated or as soon as the draft was, I left the chat groups for those. Yeah, because I, I've got enough chat groups and most of the people that were in those chat groups were in chat groups with me, too. So don't quit 14 eliminators, people. First, yeah. don't sign up for 14. That's a little much. I mean, no, I did five. I did five this year and five was too much, I think. So because gonna... they're all going at the same time. Yes. Right. It's just yep. no. it's insanity. Yep. And I, I never auto drafted one pick, never missed a pick. There, there so speaking that's the of other that, thing, that's the other right? thing. That's yeah. what leads. This kind of goes into SFB because don't get skipped in the first round because you're going to be booted because so many people sign up for this that want a chance to play in this and have fun. And you're gonna you're gonna get booted, and just if you're gonna you don't miss. Set up a you can do pre-draft. That's not a problem. Do the pre-draft and just just do it. Just be active. Yeah. If you're gonna be in these, especially these these charity leagues where a lot of people are trying to get into. Be active. Don't be that person that gets get booted on day one because you didn't make your pick after a four hour clock. And if you are we that all person, have our phones. and if you are that person, hopefully I get dropped in your spot because you deserve to be booted. Right. <laughs> Agreed. Hopefully, still, still a chance for you to get in. Hopefully, you get in. Both. Hopefully, both of us are in. Um, yeah, I think so, he. Yeah. I mean, he's he put out the message on Twitter that if this is, uh, I think your fourth or you know fourth year or more, and I should have gotten in on that wave, but I didn't, and you know I obviously checked my spam, but you know I. 
I think it's a great event. I donate. I participate in the Eliminators. I'll continue to be an active uh, part of getting the word out there because, I mean, it's nothing better in the industry than what what Scott does with uh, Fantasy Cares and Toys for Tots. I mean, ultimately, that's what it's all about is we're raising money for Toys for Tots for um, kids to get uh, presents at Christmas uh, throughout uh, the country and, you know, people at I think the live drafts where they're going to be this year, they'll, they'll have sponsored to go out and buy them, um, buy the toys and donate them. So it's such a great, great event. And if you're in it, appreciate it, be active. You get um, a lot of uh, cool celebrities are in these, yes. um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the theme is. We'll talk about it as uh, you get your, your theme assignment and get your Avi done. Yeah. And, and then um, there'll be the potathon. I'm sure that'll yeah. be uh, that'll be fun. I've watched that for a while last year too. That was cool. Uh, I don't know how those guys do it for like they were doing 24 hours. They're gonna do I think I've heard this year that they're gonna do 36 hours. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how those guys are at at that 30 hour 36 hour mark. Um, and that's awesome to listen to if you guys have never listened to because I mean you get some up and coming uh, podcasters and you get a lot of uh, like, I think there was an actual NFL player on either last year, or the year before someone from, uh, I think the jets came jumped on. Cause you know, that that's where Sal's based out of um, right, that right. area. And so I, I, it's just such a fun time of year. Um, and it brings everybody in the community together. It's, bef- it's ahead of redraft, you know, season in august so it's a fun opportunity to you know talk about stuff um we'll talk about it some but i think we'll still stay dynasty centric but i definitely want to hear updates on uh how it's going for you ruben as you're doing it right sure well that i think is um all of what we've got for today on our second episode of the coast to coast dynasty podcast so Follow myself at SuperflexDGen on Twitter and Justin. I am at C2C Dynasty Merce. And uh, our podcast is at C2C Dynasty Pod on Twitter. So give us a follow. And uh, thank you guys for uh, sticking here with us. I think we're going to probably have uh, some more good content in the upcoming weeks. We'll talk about some of these startups that I'm doing and um, talk about Scott Fish and and then continue to talk about our strategies and how we can implement them and help you do the same. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. Have a good rest of your Sunday. I'm going to go do some more things around my house um, and talk to you later. Peace out. Mm-hmm.